You're listening to Save the Date, the number one podcast about all things weddingy. I am Alicia, the host of the Save the Date Wedding Podcast. It is Thursday, which means it is the Q&A episode where I answer your wedding planning questions, no matter what they are. And if I can't answer them, I'll find someone to help me answer them and then take all the credit. That is what I do. It is episode number, correct me if I'm wrong, I think it, correct me if I'm wrong, I think it's 76. Wow, that's a lot of episodes to talk about weddings, and I've still got so much more to say. So don't worry, I'm not going anywhere yet. Yes, I'm not going anywhere full stop. I love talking to you and answering your questions and finding lots of interesting people to interview, and I've got quite a few up my sleeve still coming up in the next couple of weeks. I was talking to my dad. Now, he's in Australia, and I'm in London Even though I've got this accent, I live in London. I've been here for one year with my husband, Rich. And I don't think my dad still quite understands quite what the podcast is. And I've sent him links and stuff. He's not really into the technology very much, which I absolutely respect. He's a very practically minded, hands-on, mechanical person. But when it comes to the tech, I bought him an iPod a few years ago and he thought it was amazing. And he goes for walks with it. And I just loaded a whole lot of songs on. And I know for a fact he has not updated it or added any more songs because he's scared he might ruin it. So when it came to me sort of saying, Dad, I'm doing a podcast about weddings. You know, it's to go with my book that I wrote. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds what? It sounds bloody amazing. And I sort of say, you know what a podcast is? Oh, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Dear, what do you think it is? And and he doesn't really know what it is. And I'm not saying, you know, he should. Who gives a shit? But honestly, I sort of say, Dad, it's like a radio show, but people can download it whenever they want, and there's no ads in it. It's just me talking about weddings. Oh, haven't you, haven't you bloody run out of things to say now? No, I haven't. No, I haven't. I I love impressing him. I love giving him things to be proud of. And I am really proud of this. So hopefully one day dad will understand what the hell it is and uh, we can all celebrate that together. <laughs> Loving some of these emails that you have shared with me recently. I've got a bit of a backlog at the moment of Q&A questions, which I'm delighted by. It's better to have more than less. Hey, There it is. And also some very interesting conundrums and scenarios that you find yourself in. And I'm grateful that you are sharing them with me and would like my advice on them. I feel like I can give you a little bit of hope, a bit of positivity when it comes to the dark side of the wedding planning, because there are some. People can be jerks. Money's annoying. Weddings can be stressful when it's unnecessary. And then there's all the stuff that comes after the wedding, which is something I want to talk more about and also about relationships and making sure that you look after your relationships, whether it be with your partner and your friends and family, and making sure you're doing the right thing. And when I say right thing, I mean just not being a jerk, being a good person, and hopefully you will attract good things. So let's, that's enough of me lecturing you, let's hit the first Q&A question. Have you visited SaveTheDatePodcast.com? It's my little HQ. It's my home base. That's where I hang out 
when I'm not speaking to you via the microphone. It's where you can connect with me. It's where Victoria sent me an email via the website. If you go to the top, there's a menu and uh, it says connect. Hit it and it'll bring you a little contact form. It's where you can send me an email. And she says, hey, Alicia, I really enjoyed listening to your podcast. It's really cheered me up. And I love the positive vibes. Oh, that makes me happy. I'm planning my wedding and have found all of your advice super helpful. My wedding is on Saturday the 30th of July in Kew Gardens. Now that is in London. I do know Kew Gardens. It's delightful. She writes, I am considering doing the favorite book thing for favors. And my fiance is really getting on board with it. So thank you. Just to recap, I suggested instead of buying people favors that aren't necessarily, I don't know, stuff that people want to keep. I find there's a lot of disposableness in weddings. And when I've been to weddings, people have been giving CDs of their mixed favorite, fuck, oh, who cares? Their favorite songs, I don't care. Just throw it away. And also, uh, I don't know, little bottles of mini champagne that have cost them $10 or £10 a bottle when you could go down to the bottle shop or the bottle or the off license or whatever you want to call it and buy a whole big bottle for that price. You know, you've got to think what people want to receive. And I am a big believer in not necessarily giving gifts at all because the gift of their presence should be enough, vice versa, of you feeding them and giving them a great night out. However, a suggestion I have made in the past, which I stand by because I think it's amazing, and I just want to go to a wedding where someone does this, Victoria, I am available. It is where you choose a selection of your favorite books and perhaps give them to your guests as a gift. By no means do these books have to be brand new. Part of the fun could be purchasing a whole bunch of the same book online or going to charity shops and, you know, do this in advance. This is not the week before the wedding, by the way. I just want you to think if you're getting married next week and you haven't got favours, running around finding 50 copies of The Beach, that'd be a weird book to give people, by the way. But, you know, if, if that's what you're doing, do a bit of time, give a bit of time up your sleeve. So that's a nice idea. And then you can add a personal note or something inside, perhaps a, a fun bookmark that represents you and your partner. Maybe a photo. Could be weird. Again, I'm doing some strange suggestions today, but go with it. Just enjoy yourselves. Vicky continues to say, <laughs> currently I'm having a little dilemma over hair and makeup as I found an amazing makeup artist. She does Vogue and stuff, but she doesn't do hair. I found another hairstylist, but it's going to end up costing twice as much. Should I just get one person who does both? Although hair and makeup is very important, and I really bonded with the makeup woman. Oh, I've got a couple of other names up my sleeve that the photographer gave me. Great tip, Alicia. Thank you. And I haven't done my trial yet, so maybe I should just do a couple of comparisons. What do you think? Thank you for your help. Have a great week. Lots of love, Victoria. Oh, Victoria, you can write to me any day. This is a conundrum. I have no doubt that everyone out there who is dealing with wedding planning and choosing vendors have found a vendor that they really like and then either realize that they aren't available or they are really out of your price range, but you really connected with them and you wanted to hire them and have you in their lives and be BFFs forevs. It's double a forevs, by the way. But it's not always possible. I don't know, Victoria, how you found this lovely Vogue lady who does Vogue and stuff. I love that quote so much. But it is 
a factor, I believe, if you are looking for a way to save some money and not necessarily pay double the money, is perhaps that you need to cut her free and find someone that can come and do both. One big point I will make about choosing separate hair and makeup artists is that a lot of the time, a hair and makeup artist that works is that is one person that works on the hair and the makeup, which is what they're called, has a bit of a flow who can see the connection between what you're planning to do with your hair and the style of makeup that you wish to have that corresponds with your clothing and the vibe of the day. When you are bringing in two people that haven't worked together before that might have two very different ideas of what they're planning to do, it can get a little little tricky, a little messy. I'm not saying bitchy because that's not what I'm suggesting. But if these people haven't worked together before, it can sometimes overly complicate things. In episode 59 of the wedding podcast, do you like how I'm doing the numbers now? I think it makes it easier for you to get to where I'm talking about. It just makes it easier. Look at me, organized. In episode 59 of the podcast, I interviewed a wonderful lady called Emily. She's in the UK and she runs a company called The Wedding Hair Company. And her whole business is doing wedding hair and hair and makeup. And that's what she does full time which is something that is important to see when you are choosing hair and makeup artists to see if they have done wedding hair before, if they know how to schedule the morning when you're getting ready, because often it runs over and there's panic and they need to work fast. Hopefully you schedule enough time so you've got a nice relaxing sort of moment, but sometimes time gets away and they've got to really smash the hair and makeup really quickly to get it done. So it's important to choose someone that's had wedding hair and makeup experience and who is versatile in where they can work. If they have to come to a hotel, maybe you're doing it in a bloody car, I don't know. You want people that are comfortable in being uh, flexible and able to pack up sticks and do what they need to do wherever you are asking them to do it. Unless, of course, you're going to a studio or salon, that's a different situation. So, Victoria, my gut is really in saying it's great to have the connection with the Vogue lady, but to be honest, if you're if you're saving your pennies and minding your dollars, you would probably be better off to find someone that can do both hair and makeup and can also schedule the morning in, in a way that's going to work for you basically connecting the hair and makeup and your outfit all in one without having to do 14 different consultations and then also watch them implode on the day when what the hair doesn't match the makeup and they don't know what they're doing and blah 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 blah, blah. because if they don't know each other they're not going to talk to each other before the day and you don't want to have them having a consultation while you're sitting waiting for it all to happen that's my thoughts for you lovely victoria Thank you so much for your wonderful message. Very much appreciate that. And I wish you all the best for your beautiful summer wedding. It's going to be fabulous, I have no doubt. I wanted to share this next email. This is from Adriana. She says, Hey Alicia, I just have, <laughs> I just had your voice in my headphones asking again for an email or where your listeners are listening from, where they are in the world, and perhaps why they're listening. So I thought I would answer your call. This is why I love you people. I just, that just makes me so happy, Adriana. She says, I'm sending you an email hug, currently walking and texting along Main Street in San Francisco. I'm an Australian bride living over here with my fiancé, also an Aussie, planning our wedding, engagement party celebrations. I have no idea about weddings. 
I'm not super into them and had no idea where to start. I think we all feel your pain there, Adriana. I heard about you from my favorite podcast, the BBC Women's Hour, and have been hooked on it uh, since last week. And I've been catching up on episodes and hearing that reassuring Australian accent is so wonderful, so many beautiful and inspiring options. I have another friend here in San Francisco who's a Canadian bride, and we catch up weekly to do yoga and plan our wedding adventures together. Both our partners are very supportive, but we've both said being so far away from home and not being able to plan with our best mates has taken some of the glitter out of our fun times. Anyway, this has turned into a rather long email. All I wanted to say to send to you was a huge thank you. I love listening to the podcast and you are the voice in my head helping me form an opinion about what kind of wedding I actually want and make me laugh. So thank you and I will keep you updated. Love, Adriana. Adriana, that was such a tops email to read. I have to say, I read it on my way to work. I often read all my emails on the tube with miserable people surrounded by people with sad, sour faces who are all angry about life. And I read your emails and they just make me glow. And it really stood out to me, Adriana, because you are in a situation I'm sure many people are. I think last week I just answered a question about a woman who was uh, from a lovely listener who was away from her friend and her friend lived six hours away and she felt really isolated and I know how far away, you know, San Francisco is from Australia and I'm sure your Canadian friend feels the same way that this is the time where you really want to be surrounded by friends and family and talk about little details and, and, you know, go to wedding shows and be silly and go and try on dresses that you're never going to buy. Sorry, dress people. Lots of people do that, by the way. It's fun. It's a bit sex in the city. It can be a bit flustering as well. But I do love that Adriana, out of all of this, has found a friend to go and chill out with, to go and do yoga, which I adore, and then also be sort of wedding buddies. And it got me thinking, if you are in the same situation, I feel like there are, there've got to be places where you can find support communities, friendships, forums. I know, you know, I sort of say, come to the Facebook page. I've got people answering questions for each other, which is very nice. It makes my heart glow. But also there are other Facebook forums. I know Rock and Roll Bride has got her own forum going where people are answering questions, sharing photos and updates. And it's really nice to see such a supportive group of people that want to talk about each other's weddings without judgment and uh, that awful keyboard warrior bitchiness. So reading your email, Adriana, it really warmed my heart to think that you found someone. Yeah, it's not your your Canadian friend, probably isn't the equivalent of your best friends in Australia and your family members, but the idea that you can go and share and have that sort of lady time and, I mean, your Canadian friend, no, I'm, I'm assuming your Canadian friend's a girl, but it's just nice to have that support network. So if you are out there and you're living far away from your people Think outside the box, perhaps, trying to find avenues where you can make friends and share your wedding planning along the way, have a chat and get involved with an activity. It can't get better than that. And although it's hard to get out and meet people and make a bit of an effort, I know when we first moved to London, I was sort of like, what am I doing? I've moved away from all of my friends and family. 
I don't want to make new friends. I've got friends already. They just happen to be a 23-hour plane right away in a different time zone. But the more I started to go to exercise classes and going to work, it really made me realize that I have to be open to meeting new people and be open to connecting on a different level with people. And yes, I'm not planning a wedding. And I know that's an extra level of love and communication that you wish you had with people that you knew. But it's nice to see that you are stepping outside the box, Adriana, and connecting with someone that can help share that sort of passion and joy and go through the same thing. So thank you so much for writing and sharing that with me and also your very kind words about the podcast. It really makes it all feel real. I think I've said this, you know, I said this all the time when I write back to you because I do write back to all the emails that you send. I say I feel that you guys are my friends out there, even though we don't talk all the time. And you send me nice emails and hopefully you will like things on Facebook and post and share them with your friends. It's really, it's a really genuine connection I feel with you. So the fact that you took the time to write that, gee whiz, just makes my heart explode. All right, time for one more question in this Q&A episode, because that really wasn't a question. It was more just a statement. It was a lovely statement. This one is from Lindsay. And I love her subject line for the email. It was two weddings too many. Ba, ba, ba. Hi, Leisha. My fiance and I got engaged in May of this year and set a date for October 2016, a few weeks after. I let all of our close friends and family know the date as soon as we booked it. Good. You sound very organized. I like you, Lindsay. One of my best friends got engaged over a year and a half ago and had not done any, in capitals, wedding planning. She sounds like she might need a podcast. Or talked about dates until after I got engaged. And she told me that her and her fiancé put a deposit down on a venue for a date that's three weeks before my wedding. (gasps) Let's all gasp collectively. (gasps) I'm going to be honest with you. When I first read this, I thought you were going to say the same day. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I was going to get really angry. So I'm going to retract the anger, but still feel slightly annoyed on your behalf. Lindsay continues. I sorry. It is, is it wrong that I'm a little peeved that she has plenty of time since she's gotten engaged to set a date, yet she's decided to pick one just three weeks before mine? I'm trying not to get bitchy about it, but since we share the same group of friends and we will be at each other's weddings, it just seems like two weddings so close together will be too much. And I know it sounds spoiled and slightly irrational, but I also feel like she'd be stealing some of the spotlight from my wedding. Any input or advice would be great. Thanks, and I love your podcast. She put in that many O's, so I'm allowed to say it like that. Thanks, Lindsay. Wow. Okay. This sucks in the sense that as soon as I read it, as I said, I thought you were going to say you were getting married on the same day and I was going to get angry. But also I feel I share your sentiments. I feel that you were organized. You got in there. You organized it all. You did the right thing. You let people know. They haven't been as decisive and they've suddenly sort of swooped in and stolen your thunder. I was talking to a lovely colleague at work. She's sort of in her mid-20s and has hit that magical year, which I believe everyone seems to go through. And that is when you seem to have a wedding every two and a half weeks. It seems when you are at your least 
you know, wealthy in life. You've just probably just finished university or college. Everyone starts getting hitched and you spend all of your disposable income going to weddings, buying other people gifts and sending other people on wonderful honeymoons and holidays. So you might have hit that stage in your life where everyone's sort of jamming in weddings from week to week. And it is unfortunate that they have gone and chosen that date without perhaps, I don't want to say asking your permission, but I feel like a discussion might have happened and you could have probably nixed this one. Is that a real word? I think it is. You could have stopped this happening before these bad vibes are happening. Now, I'm not saying that you're going to take this any further Maybe it was just cathartic, you writing this email and me talking about it on the podcast. I did say share the podcast with your friend. Let's share it after this episode because she's probably not going to want to hear this now. But I do think there's some solutions to your problem. Firstly, your wedding and her wedding and their wedding, I should be saying, are going to be completely different. Yes, the same group of people are going to be there, but they're going to have two very separate individual experiences because you're different couples. I'm sure you're getting married at different venues. And yeah, I've been to weddings. I've been to one wedding that was a week apart and they were two friendship groups, the same friendship groups, two friends. And it was sort of weird, but it was also quite nice because we got to see the same group of friends who had flown in. We were all sort of separated all over the country and we all flew in back to Tasmania where we all came from and got to see each other two weekends in a row, which was a treat. I loved it because you knew that you hadn't seen these people for sort of over a year and then we were coming together and then we go, yeah, we're going to see each other next weekend. Yeah, it was expensive and, you know, we probably got two very hungover weekends in a row, but it was quite delightful. So to, to switch the idea around... I do believe that your friends won't be discouraged by going to uh, two weddings three weeks apart. And it's also important to get your shitty vibes. And I don't mean like your shitty vibes in a bad way. I just mean I feel shitty on your behalf. You need to clear this soon. I think if you hold on to these this bad energy, these bad feelings when it comes to friends, it can really go on later on, especially around weddings and events and trips and holidays, these things fester away and become much bigger ordeals than they need to be. A majority of friendship fights and problems, they come from someone doing something mildly annoying or hurtful and then never having a discussion about it or never bringing it up or being able to clear the cache when it comes to how you're feeling. And then it gets heavier and heavier inside I know what you I know you know what I'm saying it feels more unresolved you notice more finicky annoying things that they're doing which normally wouldn't have annoyed you but because you're already annoyed you're getting even more annoyed and it builds up and up and up and then eventually you have a divide and you don't feel good about it now when it comes to your wedding day this is a pretty big event and clearly these friends making this decision which they probably haven't even realized which is the annoying part that it is probably a little bit rude that they have jumped into your window of wedding time and sort of piggybacked a little bit it's it's probably rude but then they might not have even noticed so if you're feeling particularly bold might I suggest a conversation that sort of says, 
hello, what do you realize this is a little bit uncomfortable for us? And we just want to see, you know, what you're doing with the weekend and maybe get an idea to make sure the event that you're holding is a little bit different, that you're not repeating anything. I mean, this shouldn't be your place and it shouldn't even really matter because, as I said, each event will be completely unique because you're individual wonderful people. But perhaps having a conversation about it and being open without being antagonistic, I'm not saying you have to have a fight, Lindsay, just sort of saying, oh, it surprised me that you booked this so close to our wedding. And then move on to the fun part, because you bet your bottom dollar, they are going to be organizing pre-wedding events that will probably clash with your pre-wedding events. So maybe this is how you can get into the subject. Just say, I'm wanting to check with you when your hens or bachelorette parties are so we don't have a clash because that's when shit will really go down. If you are having events that are happening at the same time and people have to choose who's to go to, it turns into that weird Anne Hathaway slash Kate Hudson movie I can't remember the title of. You don't want that. So perhaps, as you said, Lindsay, you're friends with this this couple, obviously quite good friends. Maybe it's nice to bring it up in a casual way and just sort of say, let's check out our schedules and make sure this doesn't clash and make sure we can all be happy with it. I hope that's given you some sort of guidance. I agree with you. I think it's probably a little selfish. And, and again, perhaps they have no idea that, that you're even concerned about this. And I just hope you can resolve these feelings and sort it out before your weddings. Because if these friends are going to be friends for a long time, you don't want to be bearing grudges or have ill feelings that you go home and bitch about every night. Because that sucks. That's boring. You don't want dramas. Dramas, ugh, just take up too much energy and too much Twitter time and too many Facebook stalking moments. Who needs it? I hope I've been able to help you out this episode of the Save the Date Wedding podcast. I'm very grateful that uh, Lindsay and Adriana and the wonderful Victoria took the time to write to me and ask for my advice. If you have if you have an opinion, if you don't agree with me, I love to hear from you because I'm so open to other opinions when it comes to these situations. I know even Rich has heard some of my answers and gone, I don't know if I would have said that that way. Not to say he doesn't support me, obviously, as a married couple, we support each other 100% of the time. Let's laugh at that one a little bit. <laughs> it's You're asking for my opinion and I giveth the opinion. But if you have uh, an opinion on... My, one of my answers or if you've got a suggestion post it on the save the date facebook page wall i love reading all that stuff also you can send questions via the messenger on uh, facebook i read all of those as well and ask me questions and i will answer them on this show download the save the date guide to getting hitched it's my book it is uh, quite a big book actually it's not one of these crappy ebooks that's 14 pages long. This is 155 pages. This is a book book. And uh, it was published as a physical book. And now I'm giving away the ebook for free. It's in a PDF form. So there are lots of tips and links that you can click on if you are reading on desktop. Perhaps you are reading on an iPad or an Android tablet. It's uh, very handy, I would say. Read it on the train, the bus, the plane, walking. Don't read and walk. People do that a lot here, especially when on in the commute, and it really gives me the shits. Just walk ahead, 
listen to a podcast, but don't be looking down all the time or you'll fall down the escalators and crack your head. That's my advice to you. (laughs) Enough ranting, more planning is what I say. Until Monday on the Save the Date Wedding Podcast, I hope you have a fabulous rest of your week. Visit savethedatepodcast.com to connect with me, send me things. I love hearing from you. Until then, happy days. Save the date wedding podcast. Don't plan your wedding without it.